Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week is Parashah 28. We begin with Leviticus 14.1. You'll find that on page 124 of your complete Jewish Bible. Adonai said to Moses, This is to be the law concerning the person afflicted with leprosy on the day of his purification. He is to be brought to the Kohen, and the Kohen is to go outside the camp and examine him there. If he sees that the leprosy sores have been healed in the afflicted person, then the Kohen will order that two living clean birds be taken for the one to be purified, along with cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop leaves. The Kohen is to order one of the birds slaughtered in a clay pot over running water. As for the live bird, he is to take it with the cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop and dip them in the, and the living bird in the blood of the bird slaughtered over running water. And sprinkle the person to be purified from the leprosy seven times. Next, he's to set the live bird free in an open field. He who is to be purified must wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and bathe himself in water. Then he will be clean, and after that, he may enter the camp, but he must live outside his tent for seven days. On the seventh day, he's to shave all the hair off his head, also his beard and eyebrows. He must shave off all his hair. He is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and he will be clean. On the eighth day, he is to take two male lambs without defect, one female lamb in his first year without defect, and six and a half quarts of fine flour for a grain offering, mixed with olive oil and two-thirds of a pint of olive oil. Cohen purifying him is to place the person being purified with these items before Adonai at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The Cohen is to take one of the male lambs and offer it as a guilt offering with the two-thirds pint of olive oil, then wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. He is to slaughter the male lamb at the place in the sanctuary for slaughtering sin offerings and burnt offerings because the guilt offering belongs to the Kohen. Just like the sin offering, it is especially holy. <clears throat> the Kohen is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering, put it on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Next, the Kohen is to take some of the two-thirds pint of olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand. Dip his right finger in the oil that is in his left hand and sprinkle from the oil with his finger seven times before Adonai. Then the colonist put some of the remaining oil in his hand on the tip of the right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot, and on the blood of the guilt offering. Finally, the colonist put the rest of the oil in his hand on the head of the person being purified. And the colon will make atonement for him before Adonai.
Cohen is to offer the sin offering and make atonement for the person being purified because of his uncleanliness. Afterwards, he is to slaughter the burnt offering. The Cohen is to offer the burnt offering and the grain offering on the altar. Thus, the Cohen will make atonement for him and he will be clean. But if he is poor, so that he can't afford to do otherwise, he is to take one male lamb as a guilt offering, to be waived, to make atonement for him, two quarts of fine flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering, two-thirds of, of a pint of olive oil, and two doves and two young pigeons, such as he can afford. The one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day, he will bring them to the Kohen for his purification to the entrance of the tent of meeting before Adonai. The Kohen is to take the lamb of the guilt offering and the two-thirds of a pint of olive oil and wave them as a wave offering before Adonai. He is to slaughter the lamb of the guilt offering and the Kohen is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the tip of his right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. The cone is to take some of the olive oil and pour it into the palm of his own left hand and sprinkle with his right hand some of the oil that is in his left hand seven times before Adonai. The Kohen is to put some of the oil in his hand on the tip of his right ear of the person being purified, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. In the same place as the blood of the guilt offering. Finally, the Kohen is to put the rest of the oil in his hand on the head of the person being purified to make atonement for him before Adonai. He's to offer one of the doves or young pigeons, such as the person can afford, whatever his means suffice for. The one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. With the grain offering, thus the Kohen will make atonement before Adonai for the person being purified. Such is the law for the person who has leprosy sores if he cannot afford the usual elements used for this, his purification. Adonai <clears throat> said to Moses and Aaron, When you have entered the land of Canaan, which I am giving you as a possession, and I put an infection of leprosy in a house in the land that you possess, then the owner of the house is to come and tell the Kohen. Seems to me that there may be an infection in the house. The Kohen is to order the house empty before he goes to inspect the infection, so that everything in the house won't be made unclean. Afterwards, the Kohen is to enter and inspect the house. He will examine the infection, and if he sees that the infection is in the walls of the house, with greenish or reddish depressions that seem to go in deeper than the surface of the wall, he's to go out of the house to its door and seal up the house for seven days. The Kohen will come again on the seventh day and examine the house. If he sees that the infection is spread over its walls, he is to order them to remove the infected stones and throw them into some unclean place outside the city. Next, he is to have the inside of the house 
thoroughly scraped and the scraped off plaster to be discarded outside the city in an unclean place. <clears throat> Finally, the other stones must be set in the place of the first stones and other plaster used to replaster the house. If the infection returns and breaks out in the house after the stones have been removed and the house scraped and plastered, then the Cohen is to enter and examine it. If he sees that the infection is spread in the house, it is a contagious leprosy in the house. It is unclean. He must break down the house and take its stones, timber, and plaster out of the city to an unclean place. Moreover, whoever enters the house at any time while it's sealed up will be unclean until evening. Whoever lies down or eats in the house must wash his clothes. <clears throat> if the Cohen enters, examines, and sees that the infection is not spread in the house since it was plastered, then he is to declare the house clean because the infection is cured. To purify the house, he is to take two birds, cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop leaves. He is to slaughter one of the birds in a clay pot over running water. He is to take the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn, and the live bird, and dip them in the blood of the slaughtered bird and in the running water, and sprinkle the house seven times. He will purify the house with the blood of the bird, the running water, and the live bird, the cedar wood, and the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. But he is to set the live bird free outside the city in an open field. He will make atonement for the house, and it will be clean. Such is the law for all kinds of leprosy sores for a crusted area, for leprosy in a garment, for a house, for a swelling, for a scab, and for bright, a bright spot, to determine when it is clean and when it is unclean. This is the law concerning leprosy. Adonai said to Moses and Aaron, Tell the people of Israel, when any man has a discharge from his body, the discharge is unclean. The discharge is unclean no matter whether it come, whether it continues flowing or has stopped. It is still his uncleanness. Every bed which the person with the discharge lies on is unclean, and everything he sits on is unclean. Whoever touches his bed is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Whoever sits on anything the person with the discharge sat on is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He is to be unclean until evening. Anyone who touches the body of a person with the discharge is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If the person with the discharge spits on someone who is clean, the latter is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Any saddle that the person with the discharge rides on will be unclean. Whoever touches anything that was under him will be unclean until evening. He who carries those things is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. 
he will be unclean until evening. And if the person with the discharge fails to rinse his hands in water before touching someone, the person is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If the person with the discharge touches a clay pot, it must be broken. If he touches a wooden utensil, it must be rinsed with water. When a person with a discharge has become free of it, he is to count seven days for his purification. Then he is to wash his clothes and bathe his body in running water. After that, he will be clean. On the eighth day, he is to take for himself two doves or two young pigeons, come before Adonai to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the Kohen. The Kohen is to offer them. The one is a sin offering, and the other is a burnt offering. Thus the Kohen will make atonement for him on account of his discharge before Adonai. If a man has a seminal emission, he is to bathe his entire body in water. He will be unclean until evening. Any clothing or leather on which there is any semen is to be washed with water. It will be unclean until evening. If a man goes to bed with a woman and has sexual relations, both are to bathe themselves in water. They will be unclean until evening. If a woman has a discharge, and the discharge from her body is blood, she will be in her state of nida for seven days. Whoever touches her will be unclean until evening. Everything she lies on or sits on in her state of nida will be unclean. Whoever touches her bed is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. Whoever touches anything she sits on is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. As soon as he touches the bed or something she sat on, he will be unclean until evening. If a man goes to bed with her and her menstrual flow touches him, he will be unclean for seven days and every bed he lies on will be unclean. If a woman has the discharge of blood for many days, not during her period, or if her discharge lasts beyond the normal end of her period, then throughout the time she's having an unclean discharge, she will be as when she is in nida. She will be unclean. Every bed she lies on, at any time while she's having her discharge will be for her like the bed she uses during the time of Nidda. And everything she sits on will be unclean until unclean with uncleanness like that of her time of Nidda. Whoever touches those things will be unclean. He is to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. He will be unclean until evening. If she has become free of her discharge, she is to count seven days. After that, she will be clean. On the eighth day, she is to take for herself two doves or two young pigeons and bring them to the Cohen at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The Cohen is to offer the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. Thus, the Cohen will make atonement for her before Adonai on account of her unclean discharge. In this way, you will separate the people of Israel from their uncleanness, so that they will not die in the state of uncleanness. 
for defiling my tabernacle, which is there with them. Such is the law for the person who has a discharge, for the man who has a seminal omission that makes him unclean, for the woman in Nida during her menstrual period, for the person, man or woman, with a discharge, and for the man who has sexual relations with a woman who is unclean. And then we have 2 Kings 7, 3 through 20. You'll find that on page 408. Now, there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. And they said to each other, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say we'll enter... They said to each other, Why should we sit here until we die? If we say we'll enter the city, then the city has been struck by a famine, so we'll die there. And if we sit still here, we'll also die. So let's go and surrender to the army of Aram. If they spare our lives, we will live. And if they kill us, Will only die. They got up during the twilight to go to the camp of Aram, but when they reached the outskirts of the camp of Aram, they saw no one, for Adonai had caused the army of Aram to hear the sound of the chariots and horses. It sounded like a huge army, and they said to each other, The king of Israel must have hired the kings of the Hittite, and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. So they jumped up and fled in the twilight, leaving their tents, horses, donkeys, and the whole camp just as it was, and ran for their lives. When these men with leprosy reached the outskirts of the camp, they entered one of the tents, ate and drank, then took some silver, golden clothing, and went and hid it. Next they returned and entered another tent, took stuff from there, and went and hid it. But finally they said to each other, what we are doing is wrong. At a time of good news like this, we shouldn't keep it to ourselves. If we wait even till morning, we will earn only punishment. So come on, Let's go and tell the king's household. So they came and shouted to the gatekeepers of the city and told them the news. We went to the camp of Aram, and no one was there. No human voice, just the horses and donkeys tied up and the tents left in place. The gatekeepers called and told it to the king's household inside. Then the king got up in the night he said to his servants, I'll tell you what Aram has done to us. They know that we're hungry, so they've gone outside the camp and hidden in the countryside, saying, when they come out of the city, we'll take them alive and then get inside the city. One of his servants answered, I suggest letting some men take five of the remaining horses that are left in the city. They're like everything else in Israel that remains, like everything else in Israel practically finished.
and we'll send and see. So they took two chariots with horses, and the king sat after the army, excuse me, and the king sent after the army of Aram, saying, Go and see. They went after them all the way to the Jordan, and found the entire distance shrewd with clothing and other articles Aram had thrown away in their haste. The messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and ransacked the camp of Amram, Aram, with the result that six quarts of fine flour was sold for only a shekel and a half bushel of barley for a shekel, in keeping with, with what Adonai had said. The king put the servant on whose arm he had leaned in charge of the gate, and the people trampled him down in the gateway, so that he died, as the man of God had said he would, who spoke when the king came in. For the man of God had said to the king, Tomorrow by this time, six quarts of barley, barley will sell for only a shekel, and half a bushel of fine flour for a shekel. In the market, at the gate of Solomon, a servant had answered the man of God, why, this couldn't happen even if that and I made windows in heaven. And Elijah had said, All right, you yourself will see it with your own eyes, but you won't eat any of it. That is exactly what happened to him, because the people trampled him down in the gateway so that he died. Then we have Matthew 8, 1 through 4. Find that on page 12, 32. Matthew 8, 1. After Yeshua had come down from the hill, large crowds followed him. Then a man afflicted with leprosy came, kneeled down in front of him and said, Sir, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Yeshua reached out his hand and touched him and said, I'm willing, be cleansed. And at once he was cleansed from his leprosy. Then Yeshua said to him, See that you tell no one, but as a testimony to the people, go and let the Kohen examine you and offer a sacrifice, offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded. Then we have Mark 1, 35-45. Find that on page 1264. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Yeshua got up, left, went away to a lonely spot, and stayed there praying. But Simon and those with him went after him. And when they found him, they said, Everybody is looking for you. He answered, Let's go somewhere else, to the other villages around here. I have to proclaim the message there too. In fact, this is why I came out. So he traveled all through the Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and expelling demons. A man afflicted with leprosy came to Yeshua and begged him on his knees, If you're willing, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Yeshua reached out his hand and touched him and said, I'm willing, be cleansed. Instantly the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Yeshua sent him away with this stern warning. 
See to it that you tell no one. Instead, as a testimony to the people, go and let the Kohen examine you and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded. <coughs> but he went out and began spreading the news, talking freely about it, so that Yeshua could no longer enter the town openly, but stayed out in the country where people continued coming to him from all around. Then we have Luke 2, 22 through 35. That's page 1291. When the time came for their purification, according to the Torah of Moses, they took him up to Jerusalem to pre present him to Adonai, as it is written in the Torah of Adonai. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to Adonai, and also to offer a sacrifice, a pair of doves or two young pigeons, as required by the Torah of Adonai. There was in Jerusalem a man named Simon. This man was a tazik. He was devout. He waited eagerly for God to confirm Comfort Israel, and the Rach Kodesh was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Rach Kodesh that he would not die before he had seen the Messiah of Adonai. Prompted by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child Yeshua to do for him what the Torah required, Simon took him in his arms made a blessing to God and said, Now Adonai, according to your word, your servant is at peace as you let him go. For I have seen with my own eyes your Yeshua, which you prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light that will bring revelation to the goyim and glory to your people Israel. Yeshua's father and mother were marveling at these things Simon was saying about him. Simon blessed them and said to the child's mother Miriam, this child will cause many in Israel to fall and arise. He will become a sign whom people will speak against. Moreover, a sword will pierce your own heart too. All this will happen in order to reveal many people's inmost thoughts. And we have John 8, 6 through 13. Find that on page 1340. They said this to trap him, so that they might have <clears throat> ground for bringing charges against him. But Yeshua bent down and began writing in the dust with his finger. When they kept questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, The one of you who is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and wrote in the dust again. On hearing this, they began to leave, one by one, the older ones first, until he was left alone with the woman still there. Standing up, Yeshua said to her, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, sir. Yeshua said, Neither 
do I condemn you. Now go and don't sin anymore. Yeshua spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light which gives life. So the Pharisees said to him, Now you're testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Yeshua answered them, Even if I do testify on my own behalf, my testimony is indeed valid, because I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I came from or where I'm going. You judge by merely human standards. As for me, I pass on no one. I pass judgment on no one. But if I were indeed to pass judgment, my judgment would be valid because it is not I alone who judge, but I and the one who sent me. Thank you, Father God, for a great Shabbat, for a great parasha. Help us, Father, to think about your instructions. Let us uh, enjoy your promises and let us not forget or be stiff-necked in any way like you warn us about. Amen. Amen.